Hey guys, hey, how's it going? Thank you so much for being here at the Pink Cloud Nine podcast and YouTube show. Um, you can find us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube. I mean, the list is endless. Facebook, you know. Um, today I have a special treat for you. The one, the only Sarah Robert Smith, author, and her book, Why... What? Say the book again, the name of the book, just because I don't want to mess it up, because I don't know if it's a first person or, se- or third person, or I'm so sorry. No, <laughs> you tell okay. us, it's you tell us. Yeah. I, I thought, because see, I read it, I had printed it out here, and I read it, and I was like, wait a minute, did I write that wrong? Because I do that sometimes, you know? So anyway, so the title of the book is Why She Chose Life. Cool. All right, so tell us about it. Uh, so I started writing this book. Uh, it's based off my relationship with uh, my ex. It was seven years. It was a very toxic, abusive relationship. Um, so I just, I, I write to kind of get my feelings out and because I don't like talking very much about my feelings and what I'm going through. So I chose writing as an outlet. And this book actually started out as diary entries and then it just somehow ended up turning into like an actual book. <laughs> cool. Okay. So it's um it's uh how, do you consider it nonfiction, fiction, memoir? What is the genre? Um, I would consider it a little bit of both just because the events that take place in the book, most of them actually did happen. It's like a very small glimpse of kind of what I went through and what I kind of lived with for the seven years absolutely absolutely and what uh year did you become free of this toxic relationship sorry what was that what year that's okay what year did you cut losses with or cut you know ways with the uh toxic relationship um it was about 2000 and I think it was the very beginning of 2017. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. so it's still kind of fresh. Yeah. Yeah, going on like go three to four years of a lot of uh, healing, the trauma and, you know, things like that. So, well, we're very happy that you were able to write this book. And that's why I was like, you know... I knew the topic because I read the excerpt on the Amazon and I was like, oh, I see what, where this is going, which is great. But I, was, I wasn't I was sure if it was written in a, like, like your point of view or somebody else's point of view. And I would imagine that writing it in someone else's point of view is a little bit more, I don't know, cathartic or less, less... I don't know, personal, uh, intimate. That's what I meant to say, intimate. Yeah. So yeah. that must have been, is that why you wrote it in that point of view? Yeah, just because it's like, it's it's just what I went through and I just really wanted to get the point. Like, I tried to put it in words. Like, it's kind of hard to kind of put in words the kind of torment that one has gone through with that and I just wanted to get as close as I could because I wanted people to see like how bad it can be it's it's like a 
to raise awareness, to, to help show people that they're not alone. They're not crazy. Like if they can connect with this book in some way, if it can help them and they, then like sharing my story, I feel is like, it was worth it. If I could just even reach one person that needs it. Absolutely. So give us some uh, red flags of what it looks like to be in a toxic relationship, for example. Um, a lot of red flags that I noticed was, um, like he, he lied a lot and when he would lie, he just, it wouldn't make sense, but he would call me crazy. And like my gut would tell me, no, like, no, he's lying. But it's like, I always just giving him chances. Like, Oh no, it's going to get better. Oh no, it's okay. I'm just like, I'm, I'm crazy. I started thinking I was actually crazy. And I just, a big red flag is like, you have to trust your gut. I feel a lot of the time we always give, always give, like we always give excuses for behaviors and oh no it's okay it will get better and we listen to their words but never follow see their see their actions we're just oh he said he's going to be better so i just have to wait mm. and i just i feel like that's that's some major red flags there they don't they don't listen to you when they mock you when you're trying to talk about your feelings like that's your partner you should be able to talk about everything with that person feel val feel validated Absolutely. Absolutely. That's so true. Thank you for sharing that. It's very important to get, you know, that information out there because a lot of uh, people, women and men, are in relationships where you're right, you know, they're like being lied to. And uh, for some reason, excuses will be made, especially at the beginning, right? It's like, oh, well, you know, we just met, you know. That's probably just nerves, and then, but after a few years, it's like, okay, this is like not normal behavior, right? So tell me um, how you were able to get out of that toxic relationship. Um, it was like the last few months, which is kind of what this base is based off of. The last few months of the relationship, and it was just what led to how I got out, which was, it was, it was little steps I would take. I would talk to people and they, the shelter and shelter kept coming up. That was a big thing, big thing that people kept mentioning. And I just, I think Hollywood kind of skewed my perception of what shelters are, what they look like. They're in the movies. They look horrible, scary, you know, you know, it just, you get the skewed perception of what it is. So I really tried to avoid it at all costs. And then just one day he had just become so physically aggress- aggressive with me and just the way talking to me, talking to me, I just, I knew that at that point, if I did not leave that day, like, I, I don't know if I, I would have been able to leave ever. It, that, that was the day, that was the day I had to make a decision. Not like my, like myself, like for my kid, for my kids, number one. Okay. So that's, I end up calling the play and, and that was just, that was it. That's how I got out. Okay. So, uh, you did spend some time in a shelter and it wasn't as grimy as it seems in the movies. That's what you're trying to say. Like they fed you, they clothed you, they gave you a, a bed, um, stuff like that. Right. Yeah. It's, um, so I like I always thought it was it would be really oh uh, sorry one second okay. and I just uh, <laughs> you're good it happens 
Oh, that's a cute Christmas tree, by the way. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. No worries. Uh, but yeah, so um, I always thought that like the shelters would be really bad, and that was something I was really worried about. But once I got there, I just they literally gave so much support, so much help, and it yeah. it really honestly wasn't what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. And that place ended up like that help save me and my kids and, yeah. and like I will forever be grateful and I don't regret the decision I, it was what I had to do exactly and um you know some of these shelters they even have daycares where they'll take care of the children while the mother goes off and you know gets a job so that she can start earn, uh, saving money so she can start getting her own place and things like that. So um, I, I do have a heart for shelters as well. So um, I totally um, uh, uh, commend you for, for going through that and for talking about it and, um, you know, shining a light on battered women sheltered shelters. You know, they can, they, they sound like you know, scary, but they can save your, your, they will save your life. They will save your yeah, life. That's, yeah. That's definitely something I would really try to try to stress to people. Cause I know like for me, I was so scared to do it. And that was like a big deterrent for me. Like I just, I didn't know what was going to happen. I thought that I, I might like scar my kids and like, I just, I was a bad mom and I just, it ended up being what needed to be done. It helped all of us. The kids actually, like, as soon as they got there, it was, like, instant relief for them. They yeah. were playing, smiling. They were, like, they saw it as a vacation. Like, yeah. <laughs> kind of, thing, you know? Right, right. Um, cool. So how long did you uh, stay there for? Do you, do you remember? Uh, we were there for almost a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and then, I guess, it just, we were planning on staying longer because I obviously couldn't go back um to my home and and my ex was kind of pushing that he was going to keep the house so I was just set on getting some of my things and then just trying to find a place to start over and then he ended up his parents I guess kind of helped him get a new place so we could go back home okay 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 well that's you know that's uh good stretch amount of time to clear your head and to have more peace and so that's good um have you or are you planning on writing any other books or is that something that is not your thing anymore or or yes (laughs) uh uh, yeah actually there's for this book i actually have three that are gonna gonna be like connected so um the second book I'm gonna I'm already working on is kind of the perspective of the kids okay. when they're older and kind of the effect it had it had on them and I mean if you read the the whole book I don't want to spoil anything sure, but sure. like it will make and um, and um I have another book that's pretty much done that I have kind of intertwined into this it's not necessarily part of it but it's kind of um. I guess it's like Stephen King inspired how he okay. connects all his books together. Totally. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what I've done. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So what, um, you know, you mentioned Stephen King and I was going to ask you, uh, what else, uh, do you, do you read, uh, who inspires you, um, reading wise, author wise? 
Um, I've always loved writing stories. Even when I was younger, I used to tell stories to my sister uh, when we would share a room um, living together. And it's just always something I like doing. I just like creating something that wasn't the end. And uh, I read a lot of uh, Ellen Hopkins growing up, uh, like Crank and uh, Impulse, Glass. Like I loved her books. And then I started reading Stephen King when I was older. And I just completely fell in love with all of his writings. And then kind of just like random authors here and there books that I've, sure. I've really enjoyed reading absolutely how do you feel about uh the Stephen King movies uh the like the uh, it I, that just came out the it part chapter two and you know stuff like that how do you feel about those let's talk about that <laughs> um I loved the original it uh that came out um that was like it's. I definitely think that's my favorite. But the new ones, I said I love them. Like I really think that all Stephen King's movies have a pretty good adaptation of like the movies from the book. Like I think they do a really good job with that. Like all of them, really. Seen, seen. Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree with you. But uh, you know, some authors are like, oh, you know, how could they, you know, make a movie out of. I'm like, how could they not? You know, I mean, it's great. These are great stories. Why not retell them, remake them, or whatever you want to call it? Uh, just put them, put put some, you know, action and movement behind. Um, a lot of us are very like me. I'm very visual. Um, I love books, but I have severe ADHD, so it's really hard for me to get through like a book. But it's much easier to get through a movie. So. I'm all about the yeah, movies, yeah. you know what I mean? So, but yeah. uh, how uh, how many pages is um, why she chose life? But uh, I think it was actually. I just gonna check. Yeah, check. It That's actually put it out because um, I wrote it like in Google Docs. Yeah, and um, that was before I, I sized it out. It was like a hundred and something okay. something. Okay. And it ended up being after the book, roughly a uh, hundred and like thirty-three. Perfect. Thirty. Yeah, something rough around there. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Um, is it also on paperback option? Yes. Yes, paperback and Kindle. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. So tell us uh, where to find your work. That way we can. That way we... Uh, yeah, you can just. Go on to Amazon and you can just look up uh, why she chose life. Actually, try to or the Kindle app and you just type it in and it mm. pops right up. Cool. Um, yeah, and you can just you can order on Kindle for four ninety nine and yeah. on Amazon for twelve forty nine. Perfect, awesome, cool deal. Um, tell us um, some of your hobbies that have nothing to do with reading or writing if you have any some people are like devoted to reading and writing so that's all they do do you have any hobbies outside of that it... uh yes i'm kind of and i listened to your last uh podcast the the one girl that she's kind of like a jack of all trades type of thing but not a master at anything it was like that it hit me it hit me i was like oh my gosh that's totally me i just i get into everything i like um like I have my kids obviously so they take part of what I do what I do in a day and I like wrestling Mm -hmm. I train at crossbody to be a wrestler and I 
do just like everything. I like rock climbing. I like doing hikes. I like doing arts and crafts, baking, like just everything I can get into. Right. Awesome. Yeah. And you know, it took me a long time to figure out what I was going to do professionally and in work. And, you know, um, because I have a lot of little talents, um, but I, I want to be really good at one thing versus just kind of okay at a lot of different things. It's kind of where I'm at right now, but that might change next year. So who knows? You know, it's just, I, I have a million hobbies, candle making, you know, sewing, painting, you know, drawing, uh, just creating. But um, I want to be good at one thing, you know, just because I kind of see a pattern of like, a lot of successful people are really good at like one really good one thing for them and i'm like i want to get there too so i totally feel you on the on the um being talented in a lot of different things too cool okay so i'm going to ask you one last question um that was not on the list so it's it's probably going to throw you off but don't and you can say uh no comment if you want to say that but I want I want to know what and how you view happiness and what is happiness and what makes you happy. Um I think happy happiness is doing just doing what you love doing one what makes makes basically like my kids spending time with them makes me happy doing crafts makes me happy writing doing what you want to do and not let other people tell you what you can and can't do, letting them judge you for what you're doing. Um, I've had a lot of people try to judge me on my writing, telling me that nowhere with nowhere with it, telling me with my, I won't get, I won't get anywhere with it. And I just, I've, I'm done trying to please everyone else and listening to all of their negative comments. And I'm just, I'm doing what I want to do, which makes me happy. Yeah. Absolutely. I totally agree. Awesome. Well, there you have it. Uh, thank you so much, Sarah Robert Smith, for being here with your book, Why She Chose Life. I'm very excited to finish it. I did read like the first couple of pages, so I'm excited to finish the rest. Um, do you have any last words that you would like to say to the listeners before we log off? Um, if anyone can sort of relate to this book or connect with this book in any way I just want to tell to tell people that not to be afraid to reach out that it doesn't make them we it's uh, it's okay to look for help and support and that there is help and support out there and that you deserve everything in the world and that you shouldn't be too worried about keeping a family together because it's not always what's best your your kids and your physically and mentally and emotionally is what is important absolutely (laughs) no yeah you're right you're right right. um being safe is important you know even if it's like the non-safe person is not there you know Whoever that might be. Yes. Okay, cool deal. Well, thank you so much for being here. And thank you all for listening to the Pink Cloud 9 podcast. And show uh, 
we um, are going to put a link down to Sarah's book. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you.